Alrighty, thank you for joining us this week on the Good Vibe Hive. We are super excited to have Kaya Hoffman with us on this week's edition of Really Cool People. Stay tuned for some insights on being an adopted minority, advice on loving people and their souls, and how to approach uncomfortable conversations. Okay, hey everybody, thank you so much for joining us this week on the Good Vibe Hive. We are super, super excited this week because we have Kaya Hoffman with us. Hi! <laughs> <laughs> well, we just wanted to give Kaya a second to introduce herself, her family, kind of her background and a little bit of where she comes from. Yeah, so my family, we're one in a, not one in a million, there's quite a few, but uh, we're all adopted, all my siblings, so I have three younger brothers and one younger sister. Um, we're all adopted from newborns. My mom, she can't have kids, uh, but she wanted a family, so they adopted us. They adopted a majority of us during my dad's medical training, so med school and fellowship and residency. And yeah, that's just kind of a background. We live here in Heber. I have two dogs, love them. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah. It's so, how old are your other siblings? So I am 21, my sister is 19, my little brother Eli is 17, Abe is 16, just turned 16, and Moses is 11. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So thinking about um, just the adoption, I'm wondering specifically for you, were you guys all adopted at the same time? Were you adopted from the same families? How does that kind of work? Yeah, so... We were not adopted at the same time. Um, we were all adopted around the same age of being newborns, you know, within the few months. The only people in our family that are blood related are the oldest boy, Eli, and the youngest boy, Moses. Other than okay. that, we all come from different families to to make our big family. And yeah. it's interesting because um, with families that are all biological, they have a lot of sim similarities, you know, yeah. like, oh, you look like your sister. Oh, I definitely can tell. Mm -hmm. Like, I definitely like can tell. Yeah. And, yeah, totally. Um, and with our family, it's, it's like that because we're all raised the same, but it's very, very different. Yeah. Like, um, I have an older birth brother and when we talk and stuff, it's, it's very much so like, oh, he separates his food for Thanksgiving on different, different plates mm -hmm. so his gravy doesn't touch his salad and I do that too but we weren't <laughs> ever raised together oh right man, that's so, so cool. there's stuff and that's just like maybe a generic thing people do but for me that's been interesting to see like the biological pull of it but then also how you were raised kind of different but mm -hmm. yeah yeah no, that's interesting. interesting that's super cool um so with being adopted, what were some of the struggles that came with that? Like, did you notice anything different? Or, I mean, that's how you've always yeah, been raised. Yeah, so, so the biggest struggle that I had um, was probably when I was around like 12 or 13. Yeah. I kind of went through phases kind of like, who am I? Like, who am I? Where do I come from? Where do I fit in? And during that time, we moved here to Heber okay and at the time you know there's only one elementary school one junior high and everyone's kind of known each other mm -hmm. since kindergarten because when I moved in there wasn't a lot of new faces moving in and so being the only African-American <laughs> new student it was kind of it was it was hard to feel like I like had a place or like what my personality was there's also just a bunch of like emotions and 
hormonal crap that goes on <laughs> with being a 13 year old. But, but with that, it kind of like, kind of had to re- rely a lot on my family and be like, you know what, like other people might not understand what I'm going through, but my, like my parents do. My parents are great and have always been super open about like, this is your birth mom. This is your birth dad. Like if you want to reach mm-hmm. out to them, like we can set that up. We can help you if you want to go visit them. Like we'll, I'll help you and figure it out. So that was also like a super big blessing that I've had to try to navigate this whole person. Cause then it's like, there's like another family out there kind of that I'm like, Oh, it would be interesting to like connect more with. But then at the same time, I'm like, I love my family. Yeah. So yeah, it's just kind of, and it's been good. Like I was able to meet my birth family and okay. my birth brother and birth, I have a younger birth sister. So I have an open communication with them, which has been nice and easy if I have questions or something I can go with to them. And then also my mom and my dad as well. So, okay. Yeah. That's I great. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. I've, I've got a cousin who was adopted and I think I've seen some of the same struggles. Um, that leads us into our next question, which is what are, what are some of the joys that you've noticed from being adopted? Yeah. Well, I'm able to see one thing, one thing that I've considered a blessing now, especially with everything that's been going on, the Black Lives Matter movement and the elections and everything that's been going on. I feel like I've been blessed to be able to see on multiple Mm -hmm. levels because my, my family has always been super, super open about commute, like communication and loving just loving people for people Mm -hmm. instead of like oh well we're only going to love you if you wear a green shirt right Mm -hmm. it's kind of that's not how my my mom wanted our family to be so it's been interesting for me to see everything's going on and see people's Mm -hmm. reactions to it and then be like okay understand where they where they're coming from yeah and also I feel like because I have a relationship with them or something I feel like I can help pro- help them process thinking in a different way not saying mm-hmm. that the way they were thinking was wrong originally but like have think about this way in a different pair of shoes and for me to understand like okay I understand where they were coming from I know I know them so it's just kind of been like an easier an easy yet hard avenue to to go there because yeah. I don't I don't want to like offend anyone or like <laughs> come out to my friends and just be like I don't think you're understanding this concept without totally. them feeling like I'm I'm targeting them and that's right. not not the case but yeah that's something I've noticed that's awesome that I was able to to do I think that it's super cool that you kind of have your own little melting pot yeah essentially in your own house I've noticed even just since Addison and I have been married which has been what, like two months or something? Yeah, it's yeah. long. <laughs> you bring two different perspectives together, and it may not be as drastic as your situation, where you have literal different families mm-hmm. from all over the country, right? Where, yeah. where is your family from? For the most so part? my birth family, we live there in Pennsylvania. Okay. And then my sisters, Alabama. Right. And then Utah, and I think Texas or right. somewhere like that. Yeah. So you're bringing together different religious backgrounds, different. Mm-hmm. Um, ethnicities different experiences really from all over so you have all these different and even my mom like even my mom and dad they had different upbringings yeah Mm -hmm. together too and so it's really that's really something that my mom like my mom and dad have pushed really hard for Mm -hmm. is like 
okay, you might, we might not look the same, but like, I love you just as much. Like I will, I'll put my life on the line for you over and over because like, I love you as a person. And I think, I think that's like a whole that our society is missing sometimes. Yeah. Like instead of judging based off of other things, instead of just judging on who the person is, but mm-hmm. like themselves. Yeah. And I think, I think that's going to solve everything. World peace. <laughs> everything <laughs> everything is going to be <laughs> Sometimes the biggest weaknesses that we have can be the biggest strengths, right? Mm-hmm. And I could see having those different um, backgrounds in that big melting pot being a potential trial in a family. Um, but I think it's interesting that you mentioned that it's something that's helped you guys. Can you just elaborate on that principle yeah. just a little more? Um, obviously, we're all siblings. So, like, yeah. we fight. Yeah. We argue. And we all have, like, our different different things that make us tick. Um, <laughs> but I feel, at least personally for me, with, like, with all of that, with all the personalities and differences, it's it's aided me into, like, all the, like loving others for for themselves as well you know instead of being like well this is how my brother and my sister and my older sister and all these we all act this way it's it's not like that you come into the hoffman home and <laughs> it's loud there's always noise there's always something there's always something going on and and i love it um it's it's definitely a challenge sometimes because you know sometimes you're just like Oh, I wish, I wish everybody thought, I wish everybody thought like me, like, I wish my brother would stop making that noise because he knows it's annoying to me, but sometimes it just doesn't happen like that. And you just love, like, you just got to love, you just have to have to love them and understand like where they're coming from. So, yeah. So we're from Utah, right? We all mm-hmm. live in Utah. So the demographics of Utah are kind of polarized. Um, in Utah, blacks only make up about 1% of the population. And in Wasatch County, where you grew up from mm-hmm. the time you were 12, that number drops to like 0.08%. Yeah. <laughs> what can you tell us about growing up as a minority in a tiny town? Um, it has its benefits and You stand the bad out, things. right? Yeah, you like... definitely stand out. Um, one story I, I remember, like, clear as day is um, this kid named Matt Tate. Mm-hmm. He's a year older than me and Wyatt. And I just remember, like, everybody would be like, oh, is Matt Tate your brother? <laughs> and I'd be like, no. I'm like, I don't know who Matt Tate is. And then I saw him. I was like, he's gorgeous. <laughs> I was just like, I'm crushing on Matt Tate hard. <laughs> But no, he's not my brother. And people would like be people would look at me and like be confused, kind of like, well, you're both black, like, like you have to be related. I'm like, no. But if he wants to talk to me, like, by all I'll means, all I'm, I'm all about that. I'll give him my number. Pause. Pause. Is, is Matt married? Do we know anything about know his status if Matt's at the moment? Married. Well, we better work on. I'm that. gonna tag. Will you post this one? I'm tagging him. So, <laughs> he probably doesn't even know who I am. <laughs> No, I but, know who you're talking about. Yeah. He ran track. He yeah. Yep, and played yeah. football. And yeah. He's oh yeah. Great gorgeous. calves. I would see him in the hallway and be like, Ah, oh, there's Matt Tate, <laughs> my brother. That's my brother. <laughs> yep. But so it was stuff kind of like that, where it's just like if you were if you were black, you were automatically related. Yeah. Um, as I've like, I've noticed too, the diversity has gotten a little better with African American because there's a lot of little kids now 
that are African-American. Like I used to nanny the Fishers. They have a lot of little African-American kids and their friends and their families have also adopted African-American kids. So I think the diversity is going up for yeah. sure. Um, and it's, it's, it's going to be great for them just to see other people have other friends that kind of look like them. Um, another thing I experienced was kind of being like the golden black friend kind of people were like, oh, I'm going to be friends with you because you're black. Or I'd be, or, or just like, people would say, say not so appropriate things, but then be like, well, I don't think that about you because like your friend, it doesn't matter because we're friends. So I can say that. And so that was kind of hard for me because I was still like in a learning process myself. And I was like, well, I still want, want friends. Um, now looking back, I probably have been like, no, dude, like that's, that's not okay. Like, don't say that, but yeah. everyone learns. Um, but yeah, but also it's also come with a lot of great things. If mm-hmm. very, because I stick out, I've been able to be an example for, for other people, for other little kids. And if parents have questions about something, they come to me and if I don't know it I'm like my mom has researched this if she doesn't know it she will be able to put in the right direction of the right resources or even something as simple as like hair like yeah. african-american hair and white girl hair we, they're they are not Very the different. same you do not use the same product you yeah. don't you know so it's stuff simple like that where people just don't don't know and so they'd be like, oh, hey, can you explain this to me? Or who does this? Or what does this mean? Or how have you navigated this? And and so that's one thing that I've I've loved and I felt like, okay, after after all of this, I'm able to be an example and a resource to others and for other little kids to know and be like, oh, look, like there's Kaya. I can go and talk to Kaya. Or if I have a question, I can ask her. Or if I'm feeling this way, like, I've, I've probably Kaya's felt this way before. And so that's just kind of something that I, I hope will keep, keeps going and be an yeah. example, but. You've mentioned the Black Lives Matter protests going on. Mm-hmm. You've mentioned um, just some of the differences that you experienced growing up yeah. as a minority um, in, a, in a predominantly white area. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say that you noticed racism in our county? I have. Um, it's come out a lot more since the Black Lives Matter and protests and the election of on social media, people just say like putting their opinion being like, I don't agree with this. Now with the Black Lives Matter, people attach Black Lives Matter to the looting and the writing and the people getting hurt. Um, and that's not what the Black Lives Matter is. I was talking to my mom about this a couple days ago about the trigger words, right? So it's like people are like the defund the police. Well, that's a, that is a huge trigger for people, you know? People are like, well, where's our police system? But they don't want to go and research more about what that is about, you know? It's like police have such a high, a high budget that it's like, okay, we'll take part of their budget and put it somewhere else. That's kind of where the defund the police come. And with the Black Lives Matter, it's not saying that black is superior, the, the overall race. That's mm-hmm. not it. It's just kind of like, we need to still be, we need to be treated equally. And mm-hmm. we understand, we understand that lives matter, but this isn't a whole global, including everyone. It's talking about 
a race, a minority race that need like that needs to be focused on and things that need to change in in predominantly really black mm. black neighborhoods and towns that like things need to change but yeah i've noticed some some people that i've loved dearly here have expressed very hard and hurtful hurtful things that that i wouldn't have necessarily like would think of like mm-hmm. think like oh this person believes that and so that's been been kind of hard and a lot of like emotions have dealt with that but lately yeah it's kind of come back to so like my mom she's just like you love them for their character if they are in if you are in a spot in a safe spot where you can have these conversations then have the conversations but i don't go out looking for fights with people on the internet because i'm like they're probably not in the headspace or understanding or don't care to to understand where where things are coming from but I love that. Yeah. yeah. Safe space and mm-hmm. understanding. I think that's a lot of why we started the Good Vibe Hive is that we believe that there are a lot of really cool people all around the world and they all have different unique perspectives. And I think that I've noticed that what you're saying is true that, I mean, whether it comes from one side or the other, people tend to take things out of context. People mm-hmm. tend to, I, it's hard to understand. And I think it's very important that people like you and myself are able to have these kinds of conversations that help us to understand one another a little better. Yeah. So what would you say it is that makes the... Why do people take, say, hear the words Black Lives Matter or defund the police and automatically take a whole different slew of other things Mm -hmm. that maybe you believe are not necessarily correlated? Yeah, so with the Black Lives Matter, I feel... this, And this is just a personal opinion. Like, Mm -hmm. I haven't research this or looked on this is just kind of how I feel with what I've seen. Um, people don't like to be excluded. No one wants to be excluded, right? So you say Black Lives Matter, that's a certain race. And I feel like there's people out there that now think that their lives don't. So then they have to hit back with, well, then you guys don't value my life then. You know, so that's, I kind of feel like where people get on the, get so defensive about that is because then they feel like they're excluded from people caring about them mm-hmm. and that's again like not from what like what i've researched from the black lives matter um organization that's not that's not what that's meaning at all you know we're like lives matter people's lives matter but again like there has to be shine a, a light shown on people that are being rep- oppressed and that aren't getting treated equally um, like something like obviously you know like something needs to change and if no one says anything nothing changes so that's just kind of what I I personally believe about that and again that's not that's not a fact yeah. it's just a personal opinion that there's some people that just feel like they're being excluded and because of that they are a little aggressive, aggressive and a little yeah. hurt about that but yeah that's kind of how I how I feel, and then the 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 defund the police again. It's it's a trigger word, and it's a trigger word, and it brings attention to to the topic. But then people also need to go out there and and research it for themselves too. I don't think a lot of people have taken their time out of the day to actually research on sites that value their opinion, and then other sites that don't value their opinion. People like to go through things that make them comfortable and that they agree with to dig their feet in the mud kind of 
instead of like reading something you agree with and then reading something you don't agree with. I don't think a lot of people like to read the stuff that they disagree with. Mm-hmm. So I just, yeah. Yeah. So with how people view different things and feel excluded in different things, mm-hmm. what would you, what would be your advice to people that um, are not minorities in the yeah, community? What would be your advice to help minorities to feel included? What would you tell us? Yeah, I'm like, obviously I'm like, treat people like people, you know? Um, Obviously, people see color. People people are saying, like, I don't see color. I kind of like, well, no, like, it's not a bad thing to see color. Yeah. But don't, don't, like, just see color and assume, like, the stereotypes. Like, get rid of the stereotypes in your head, sort of, that, because things get portrayed on TV that aren't true and some things get portrayed that are true but the stereotypes is is really what I think causes a lot of a lot of anger and and the racism in the world um read like read things that make you uncomfortable ask ask questions to people that you know that are like that are different from you and have an open mind to to talk about it and then change if, if your opinion changes it's okay like no it's okay to change your opinion on something after you've researched it and talked about it it's okay to change change your opinion on things mm-hmm. um we're human no one's perfect right. yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of kind of what yeah. i i would say just like people are people and research and it's okay to change your opinion yeah totally. it's okay to be uncomfortable too, yeah. to right. put yourself in that position mm-hmm. to learn more well, I'm certain that you and I probably aren't exactly on the same page with all of these things. I mean, all the different yeah. facts. And I think that's why it is so important, A, that we have these conversations. Mm-hmm. But B, that we, like you said, are willing to have that open mind um, and to continue to evolve. And I think that's that's the point that a lot of us miss in the world right now is that there is a middle ground that, no, you don't hate me and I don't hate you. Yeah. It, whether you're on the right or the left or whatever your yeah. political opinion is, whatever your perspective of the world is. It's, I mean, there, there are a small few people who do hate, you know, but mm-hmm. I think that a lot of it is just misunderstanding. Yeah. And I think that it's okay for us to, yeah, feel uncomfortable and to, to test the water, to, to just keep pushing and learning. And I, I'm grateful that you shared that with us. And I think if nothing else from this perspective or from this conversation, I think I'm learning that you need to actively seek out other opinions and be willing to share your opinion openly, mm-hmm. to share it in a way that it's not you trying to prove any point. It's not a, it's not any kind of contest. It's just yeah. a open it's a conversation. Learning experience for yeah. sure. Like there's definitely conversations where people come in hot headed just mm-hmm. to get your your reaction, to get and you not, fired, up. and not learn right. about something. Right. So it's like if you want to learn more about something instead of spitting out like your facts that you have seen or that you know just go open and be like hey i'm curious about this and your opinions Mm -hmm. on it that's kind of if someone came to me like that i'd be like okay they are open to learn more which would make it a healthy a healthy conversation instead of just an aggressive tension building you know conversation so i think if you go in if you're really curious and you go in and you you have someone in a resource that you trust and you can talk to instead of just be like, I'm curious mm-hmm. about this, and I would like to have a conversation with you about this, and not get don't get like so wrapped up and and get offended about mm-hmm. if that person doesn't 
agree with you just take what you like take what you want and if at the end of the day you still don't agree with it well you opened up your mind enough to listen yeah and to have that healthy conversation I love when you talked about your mom saying in a safe space Mm -hmm. like that's what we need right now a safe space is for people to learn and understand from each other we don't have a lot of that right now there's a lot of hot anger going around Mm -hmm. so I love that perspective Mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that who was Ellen DeGeneres she went to a baseball game maybe like six months ago with some super political right-wing figure and right she's a lesbian she's a she's very got a liberal very uh, liberal-minded yeah, yeah. individual yes. and I remember her getting ridiculed I remember first oh there yeah were people, they like everybody was like I can't believe you yeah, yeah. sat next to that right person. and I do remember this. she responded in a way that I thought was very admirable but even in her response a lot of people were like if you associate with this person, mm-hmm. you are automatically advocating these ideas. And I think that's just an unhealthy perspective, and I think that's just simply not true. I think that you can have friends that have opinions that are probably bad opinions, mm-hmm. but I think that you can take the good from them, and you can you cannot, just because you know or you associate with someone in some way does not mean you automatically are therefore... Um, responsible for all of the things that they believe, done, do, all those things anyways. Yeah, and I don't know, I'm religious, yeah, and so I'm like, what I've been taught about Jesus is that he loved everybody, didn't care who the person was, he loved them. So I feel like, again, like just, if I was, if people want, like are religious and they want that, then obviously like you just love the person like we have you have that there and for me just like being religious and reading the stories that I've learned about with Jesus and everything that I'm like he didn't he didn't care what their background situation was he just loved them he just loved their soul like just love their soul I think (laughs) that's like my biggest thing is just like love love the person's soul even if Again, they're sitting by someone you might not agree with. That doesn't mean they have a bad soul. Just like there are good qualities to it. There's great qualities mm-hmm. to everyone. Mm-hmm. And so we just, you just have to love them and, under, and understand them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Well, I think we're kind of to the wrapping up question. What good vibes do you have to leave with us here in the hive? <laughs> Love everybody. Just, <laughs> yeah, just love their soul. Um, yeah. yeah, and be be enough that if you feel like you are open-minded enough to have the uncomfortable conversations with someone and eat a lot of candy. Eat a lot of candy. It makes you happy. <laughs> Keep it that. sweet, right? Keep it sweet, yes. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Hey, well, thanks again so much for joining us. We're yeah. just super grateful that you're willing to come and share. No and I know that it's probably one of those conversations that might be uncomfortable and kind of intimidating to get asked to come talk to people about. So again, I just want to say thank you for yeah. for doing this. And, um, you know, we, we just appreciate you. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah, thank Anytime. you so much. We appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks for joining us for this week's edition of Really Cool People. If you're not following us on social media yet, you really need to. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Go follow us. 
Subscribe to our podcast to make sure you don't miss out on any adventures from our Good Vibe Hive. We'll see you next Saturday for another edition of Really Cool People.